and we are quite familiar with the situation, of course, as we should be, uh, in, in Slovenia. Well, so, since you are uh, also living in Italy, uh, first of all, I'd like to ask you if you can describe in a brief or in deep or in any scandalous way <laughs> how these rights, uh, authors' rights, whatever, uh, written text or music or uh, photos or this kind of visualized materials or video, uh, how these uh, materials and how these rights are, uh, all this, how this situation is in, in Italy. Wow, <laughs> quite a question, but uh, I, I know that I, uh, first of all, I'm not a lawyer, so I can give you the, the perspective of a lay person that is interested in this topic. I'm an engineer, a computer engineer. Um, in Italy is very much like uh, most other countries uh, in Europe because uh, the, fund, the, the European Directive and the international treaties uh, like the Berne Convention and the WIPO treaties are the same. Uh, so I, there are some differences. Our friends, lawyers, tell us that Italy has some peculiar ways of handling photographs uh, that maybe are not found elsewhere, but mostly is the same, 70 years after the death of the author and so on and so forth. Uh, in Italy, regarding a collective society, we have uh, one single collective society for authors, it's called CIAE. It's a monopoly, a state monopoly. And um, regarding uh, our focus on uh, sharing knowledge and creative commons, CIAE is an interloc in our interlocutor because um, if you are a member of CIAE, like many artists, even regular no unknown artists, then you cannot give away your works with a Creative Commons license. Yeah. And that's not the law, it's just an internal rule. It, can, it could change any day. We hope it will change soon. But still, the rule is that if you are uh, a member of CI, then you cannot give away your work for free. That means you cannot give it away with Creative Commons. Uh, that's a big limitation. And actually, it's interesting to see how young people, especially on internet fora or website, when they do the frequently asked questions, one of the frequently asked questions is, uh, is uh, don't, uh, don't become a member of CIA, because mm -hmm. otherwise you cannot share your, your works. But after uh, some time you can um, quit their contract. Oh yeah, you yeah, can, you you can, can. quit. Yes, yeah. you can quit. The, the process... Yeah, or you can, as an author, can you have like an influence on uh, what uh, parts of the contract they are giving to you? Uh, you can sign or it's like a general contract it, with no it, it's uh, you sign a mandate and all your works all of them will be in a given category you you become a member for for instance of writers or uh, some other category of producers of a, a work of art and all of works in that category will be represented by CI you cannot give a, a specific instruction work by work which is something that we've been advocating the possibility of saying uh, this, I give you this works, uh, represent me for these works, but not for these other works, uh, which is possible with some other collecting societies, certainly in the US, but also elsewhere you can uh, give work by work permission. And uh, now with you know digital technology, it should be very easy, very easy to handle individual works, because their defense is typically that it would be too complicated. But if it was complicated until you had to write everything by hand, now with computers it, it should be fairly easy to handle that.
Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, on the ground, on the street level, let's say, does this system work or not? Because in Slovenia we have the situation where uh, the, the people who are running this collective organization, mm -hmm. uh, there are many complaints about how they are working, uh, the, the ways how they are organizing, uh, the ways how they are not uh, applying or using the law as they should. We have the situation on the, on the other side when uh, they are collecting um, their uh, money for the music or works, also uh, for the authors which are not signed to this SASA. So how does this relate in, in your situation? Well, again, without being too technical, because I, I cannot be, but uh, I hear and it has been widely discussed in newspapers and elsewhere uh, lots of complaints about the uh, monopoly like this, like uh, CIA uh, works in Italy. Uh, some of it is is normal complaints of any big organization, meaning that sometimes, for instance, uh, uh, a local representative is doesn't even know exactly what are the rules, so he enforces wrong rules out of ignorance, and uh, that still can be a problem because maybe some people don't do something because of a non-existent rule. So, and uh, but there are more fundamental fundamental issues uh, because. Um, uh, in the, in the case of um, uh, in the case of uh, CI, besides the problem that I mentioned before, uh, there is also the the problem that uh, it's fairly difficult. Uh, and I know that you have the same problem. Uh, if you want to do something with uh, completely free music or free culture, it's actually difficult to do it. If you want to do a festival uh, or a concert. Uh, uh, or, or any public space with uh, free music or free culture in general, uh, it's quite difficult to have uh, uh, the exemption from CI. And uh, sometimes people managed, for instance, uh, one year ago, there was this uh, public place in Rome and uh, an ice cream parlor, and they brought, were broadcasting only Creative Commons music like this, and they managed to get an official statement from CI saying that they didn't owe any money, which is, it was obvious, because the music was not of any member of CI or any other collecting societies in the world. But still, it was an important uh, victory. Many, many cases you cannot, you cannot achieve that. They did that because they found a reasonable man in the collecting society who gave them this piece of paper. In many other cases, they don't even reply. So, so these are, there are several issues and and uh, I have to say that, as far as I understand, there are uh, smart and sensitive people working in the collective society, which are perfectly uh, understand the issues and are ready to change. But uh, the power is not with them. The power is with the big authors that make a very comfortable living with the current system and have no incentive to change it. And until you know, maybe younger artists. Uh, uh, they they change the balance of power inside. Nothing will happen, I think. Or another person. Actually, no. I have to take that back because something else could happen. It could happen that, and it's already happening. If one collective society, like the one in Denmark or in or in, in Holland, start to change, and for instance, they start to allow the handling of Creative Commons licenses, then out of reciprocity, all the other collective societies, particularly in Europe, they have to do something about it. You know, if a, if a Dutch artist, in uh, they use that uh, provision, 
and their work is used in Italy, CIS to do something about it. And so maybe uh, with, by a slow erosion, more advanced countries can, ad can influence other countries, but it will take years. Um, what are, what are uh, let's say, the main issues you are having with CA? Uh, what fronts are you are opening or trying to penetrate uh, the system within the law or influence mm -hmm. the lawmakers or lobby or whatever? Yeah, as, uh, as Creative Commons Italy, we, yeah. we are very careful... How powerful are you? No, well, it's, uh, it's first of all an issue of identity because with Creative Commons Italy we have a, uh, a very strict uh, policy of presenting ourselves as a working group. Our job is to translate that to licenses and to tell people what the licenses are about. But as Creative Commons Italy we do not uh, do lobby of any kind uh, in order to, to remain as neutral as possible as working group Creative Commons. With other hats, advocates, advocates uh, for other causes, then sure, we can ask for changes in the law, propose new laws and so on, but not as Creative Commons. This has been a, a deliberate choice to avoid being politicized, because pe several parties tried very hard to put their mark on Creative Commons Italy. So we avoided that. And, uh, and also to keep uh, a channel of communications open. Um, and which is happening because CI is talking to us, we can provide information. We managed to overcome big misconceptions. For instance, I can tell you that CI thought that we were a collecting society and we're telling them we are not a collecting society. So uh, with uh, other groups or with other entities, sure, we propose, actually one member of our group proposed two laws, one to make it legal peer-to-peer -peer exchange of works and uh, which was a very good law and it has been represented with a new parliament in Italy and uh, based on the idea that um, uh, you could give fair compensation to authors based on a statistical sampling of the works distributed on the peer-to-peer -peer network and actually the collecting society could have a positive role for that you know you can collect uh, like a general tax and then pay the authors distributing money based on the popularity of the work going on the peer-to-peer -peer network. And, and then we propose also another uh, law through a small party uh, in order to make it easier to access digital archives with a legal provision apparently compatible with European directive, uh, but not as critical Commons Italy. So we try to keep the, a big wall between the two kind of activities. Mm -hmm. what, what is the, you mentioned this digitalizing uh, archiving uh, system. Um, this is under the control of DCI as well, isn't it? No, you mean the, the law proposal? It yeah. was law proposal was a technical tool to make it easier to open archives. You know, the, 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 the normal route is that you want to open an archive, go and contact all the rights holders. You know, the, the heirs of the rights holders and ask for permission. When you have the permission from everyone, maybe you pay them, then you can make the archive available. Uh, what we are trying to pursue is uh, more of a, a collective license where you open the archive anyway, and uh, if uh, somebody, the rights holder show up, then you pay them a fair compensation. 
and actually is based uh, uh, on a on a practice that has been used for decades in northern Europe, in Sweden, in Norway, in Denmark. <laughs> and um, we are looking into how to adapt, and that's it's respected by the European Directive. The European Direct Copyright Directive acknowledges that there are these collective licenses in Nordic countries. So we're looking into see if we can use the same legal tool in Italy. If we can, then it would, it would become much easier to open archives without uh, hiring three people full-time uh, asking for permission for every single piece of work. And the CI, in this regard, the CI, no, it could have something to do in case one of the works in the archives is represented by CI. But other than that, there is no direct connection. What uh, project like Radio Zona mm -hmm. be possible to be uh, live in uh, in Italy on broadcast uh, as a broadcast medium or radio? You know, I don't, I don't, I don't really know the exact uh, uh, new rules uh, regarding radio frequencies. So I don't really know about uh, if it's possible to up open a low-power radio and under which conditions. I don't know. I know that something similar. It, it, it was possible in the U.S. until a few years ago. I don't know if it's still possible now, like as, with a small power to cover a few a neighborhood. But I don't really know. But in Italy, you know, we are very good at not respecting the laws regarding radio and TV. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and boosting the levels of the radio and TV. Stations. Well, there is a very well-known case uh, that I think 10 years ago, yeah, something like 10 years ago, there, is, there was a, a TV entrepreneur that uh, applied for national frequencies for a, a television network. He won. It was perfect, everything perfectly in order. The only problem was that uh, the frequencies belong to Rete 4, which is one of the three networks uh, by Mediaset. And since then, he's still waiting for the frequencies. And uh, it went all the way up to the European Court of Justice. And the European Court of Justice says, you have to give the frequencies to this guy. Otherwise, you will pay, I think, like 100,000 euros per day of uh, fine. And we are paying the fine. The state. Yeah, yeah, me, yeah. me yeah. and other citizens. Yeah, the taxpayers. Yes. Mm. So let's not talk the subject of uh, <laughs> radio and television laws. <laughs> you know the case of radio or TV stations using CC music or public domain sources? Radio or? in Italy, radio. Well, small radios. Uh, yeah, small radios. They were involved uh, with uh, with Creative Commons. Uh, uh, I don't know about televisions doing that, not in Italy. I know about Norway, about uh, PBS in the, in the US and other televisions are, are experimenting with uh, Creative Commons. And uh, recently, just uh, in March, uh, we did a presentation on the European Broadcasting Union, which is the union of public televisions across uh, the European area. And uh, it, it was quite well received and it was also a webinar uh, and uh, apparently some public broadcasters are interested in understanding how to use Creative Commons uh, to deliver content to, their, to the citizens.